I'm very pleased to say we are joined on the phone here on Palace Radio 1278am. It's ex-Palace striker Leon McKenzie. Hi, Leon. How you doing? I'm very good, thanks. Yourself? Good, thank you. Uh, training this morning, is it? I just run this morning, yeah. Just, uh, just run. This morning, about half, half five, just run for a little four mile. Because uh, you've had that um, transition that a couple of people have had of footballer turned boxer uh, what was it obviously you come from a boxing background in your family but when did you have the idea of this is something I want to give a go to uh, as it's always been in my life it's not it's not new to me it was just about timing and uh, when I finished football kind of uh, sort of floated about for a year or so and had a few little hiccups and um, I just sort of said to the old man look you know I want to I want to go in I was training and that at the time and at the gym and we just thought, yeah, you know what, why not? You know, I've got the ability, it's just about, um, you know, how long I can pursue it for, but so far, so good. And let's look back for a second, back to your early days here at Selhurst Park. Yeah, um, some, what, some what, fantastic days. Well, I'm glad you think so, and we, 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 we did enjoy seeing you here. Uh, I've been told to ask you about your Palace debut and about uh, winning yeah. a bike. What do you remember about, about the that? bike? Yes, tell us more. <laughs> Well, I couldn't, I couldn't drive at that particular time. I was only just, I think, just 17. So um, I didn't have no license. So I think that it was like a, more of a, there you go, there's a, there's a mountain bike sort of thing. And drive that around. But uh, it was a lovely, it was a lovely present at the time. It's probably, probably one of the best days of my life. Um, it was only a few years before that. I was I was watching Crystal Palace as a kid, mm. standing, standing there just uh, thinking, you know, Oh, mate, what I'd love to do to be to be out there. And a few years later, with hard work, um, I found myself in in the first team. Was it a bit of a whirlwind making your debut for Palace? It's just a dream come true, you know. Certain um, idols of mine, like Ian Wright, and certain players that I've uh, seen play there week in week out, and it's around the corner from where I live. I'm, you know, I'm a Croydon boy, so it's even more so um, meaningful to me. I'm just. Uh, it was where I, you know, I sort of spent six years there, had a few managers. Mm. Um, it was where I learned a lot about football. I learned how to play football properly. I wasn't really prolific at a first team level, but um, I'd work the hard, hardest I could for the team and try and pop up with a goal here and there. And I did have ability, but I probably didn't fulfil um, <clears throat> as much as I, I would have liked to. But did what was going on off yeah. the pitch here at the time make a difference in that? Because, of course, the club we were just talking about uh, the four years ago, the administration then. But of course, the club went through it that time as well. Did that make a difference to you in the squad? Not really, because I had a manager like Steve Coppel who believed in me, and um, I know I probably wasn't going, wasn't getting paid really uh, for a good several months and when we was going through the administration and stuff. And I just looked at it as it was more of I was giving something back in regards of you know Steve Coppel, Ron Nodes. Um, Peter Nicholas there were certain people in that club that gave me the chance to even fulfil my professional um, debut and um, <clears throat> you know to become professional so mm. the least I could do is give back to the club <clears throat> that uh, really gave me a chance in the first place so I wasn't going to sort of turn my back to say well you're not paying me I'm not playing sort of thing yes of course it was difficult but um, you know in the long run it kind of made me stronger as a player excuse me um, and uh, you know I, I, unfortunately obviously I went on to to find myself as, as a goal scorer when I sort of left. But that's just all about maturity and, and understanding the game a bit more. Um, but I can't, you know, I, I owe so much to Crystal Palace Football Club because uh, you know, that they were the club that gave me the opportunity to, you know, be professional and, and um, 
you know, we are, you know, I'm not saying I didn't do bad. I, I, I mm. give a bit of count on myself. Yeah. You know, that knew me and watched me play and knew that, you know, it wasn't going to be a, an easy game. Whoever was sort of playing against me, so, um, yeah, just it was just a, it was just a fantastic time. Was it a hard draw to leave when when it finally came? Was it Peterborough you went to? Yeah, it was a bit hard to leave because the the circumstances, and I, I kind of mentioned it in my book. To be honest, the circumstances with uh, Simon Jordan came coming in as a chairman at that particular time, and there was just so much um, madness going going on outside um, the club. Um, that the effect, and you know, when certain chairmen and stuff come in, and I call it the business people that really know nothing about football, mm. that come in and have a bit of money for a bit of money about, and sort of change so much. Sometimes it doesn't always work, and um, I just felt like I was I was there from a young kid. I'd seen so much, and uh, I got treat I got treated probably mm. a little bit a little bit harsh in in the respect of. Not really wanting to go in the first place, but By you know, Jordan, you come in, you get rid of Steve Copper at that particular time. You get rid of uh, so many other players, and obviously, unfortunately, I was one of them. But you know what? That's life, and that's football. So you think you mean Simon Jordan played the role in, in you departing the club, or or was it the new manager? Yeah, I mean, Alan Smith was a manager at the time, and obviously, he brought Alan Smith in. Um, unfortunately, Alan Smith obviously wasn't really me and him didn't really see eye to eye, um, even though he's got a funny eye. Uh-huh. So we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't hit it off. And um, and Simon Jordan, I assume, I assume, backed his manager, and and that was that, and that was that. You did resurface, of course, in indeed in the top flight with Norwich City a few years on. Um, you, I think I think you had a great season with Norwich in the same season that, of course, Palace were back in the Premier League. It didn't really work out, and of course the Canaries went down at the same time as we did. Uh, but what are your different experiences with, of course, Peterborough as well, and also Norwich compared with what you'd seen here at your boyhood club? What am I different? What do you mean? What explain what you mean? Differences? Was it uh, was there a different atmosphere playing for a club where it was this wasn't the, the club you grew up around and supported as a boy? This was just for all intents and purposes a job. I was, like a little, I was like a lost little boy to be honest. When I left Crystal Palace Football Club, I was I was very it was very daunting for me to go and play somewhere like Peterborough, where I'm, I'm a South London born boy. So, you know, I was eight, 18, 19 years old, went out on loan. Um, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me when Steve Couple um, sent me out on loan, and then Terry Venables done the same, and I sort of found myself a little bit then. Um, it was probably, it probably just built me a, a, as a player. Um, you know, as much as I was sort of homegrown, uh, and when I left Crystal Palace, most of my clubs were sort of in the Midlands and, and you know, like your, your Norwiches and your Coventries and Peterborough. So it was, didn't really phase me in the end. I was just sort of something that, you know, it was just something that I was used to. Now, you've talked in your book about how, particularly towards the end of your career, you've had some very tough times. Uh, has boxing helped you move on and uh, recover from that? Yes, of course. Um, I mean, boxing is a is an art in itself, but like I say, it's not it's not a sport that's new to me in, in my life. Um, it's just come at a good time in my life where, you know, I'm not afraid to, to sort of still say that, you know, I still suffer from depression today. Um, good days and bad days, I just know, you just learn how to sort of deal with the bad days when they come. And unfortunately, you know, um, it's a it's a it's an illness that is is very common, not just in in sportsmen, but just uh, you know people within normal working day living. Mm. <clears throat> There's a lot of people that suffer from it in this world, and it's it's a very serious thing. Um, and I just try and 
um, <clears throat> therapeutically sort of push out my um, experiences and, and try and share with others mm. because I know what I've, I've been through and I know what I went through <clears throat> when I was playing, when I wasn't playing and, and so on. And, you know, there's always something out there that can help you, whether that be another career, sport, uh, job or whatever it is. There's always something that can uh, pull you through. Hi Leon, Stuart here. Um, just wanted to chat to you about your unboxing career really. Um, obviously you're campaigning in the super middleweight division at the moment, unbeaten in your first five pro fights and work closely with your father Clinton who won built at British and European level and Uncle Duke who won three world titles in three weight classes. Yeah. Um, just wanted to kind of have a quick chat to you. I mean obviously we're broadcasting from Selhurst Park and your uncle runs a gym very close by. Um, just wanted to kind of ask, <coughs> just ask really about that. How do you feel that, um, you touched on it, how do you feel that boxing can help um, youngsters in the local area and what role do you think it can play kind of in the community really? Oh, a massive role. Um, you know, there's certain kids out there a little bit lost identity-wise and, um, and there's a lot of bullying that goes on in schools and everything else and you know what, boxing can give you that confidence um, and it obviously is good for health and fitness as well in regards of keeping fit. You don't have to necessarily go in and, and spar with people and that but it does give you a confidence to you know, to push on and and feel like confident about yourself, and and it's something that I think would be a you know, it's, it's something that is good for for children um, that do participate. Okay, and in terms of your uncle's gym, so how can um or can anyone go along and get involved? And if so, how can they go along and do that? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's literally um, <clears throat> you can just go in there and 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 sign up a membership or whatever it is that you want to do. It's pretty straightforward. He he has like kids classes in there. And that he that he takes as well, and obviously my dad's got a gym in uh, East East Dulwich. Uh, actually, Dulwich Football Club, Dulwich Hamlet Football Club. There's a gym in there that my dad uh, takes as well. Um, so yeah, there's there's two gyms really for the Mackenzie family, Crystal Palace and East Dulwich. Okay, fantastic. Um, just kind of want to have a quick chat to you as well about the transition from football to boxing. Um, in the states, a lot of um, a lot of guys over there talk about the transferable skills from basketball from American football that can help give those guys the edge. Um, obviously, yourself and Clint, um, Kurt, um, sorry, what was his name? Curtis Woodhouse. Sorry, they've um, you both transferred from football to boxing. Do you think there are any skills that you pick up through playing football that help you out or give you the edge in boxing at all? Um, yeah, I'd say so. I'm, I'm an athlete, so um, uh, training fundamentals has always been. We've always done it. We've always been uh, sort of trained to, to train. I guess it's just about. I mean, like I say, boxing for me it's a little bit different for me in my story because I'm from a boxing family. So mm. I know how to. I know how to throw a punch. I didn't have to start from the beginning when I've turned. Mm. Um, you yeah, know, not everyone can turn professional at the age of 35. So. Um, it was just about sort of polishing up my tools, if anything, and um, and, and going through it that way. But yeah, you have to have some aspects of of uh, you know from when we take some things from from football, of course. Okay, I mean, in terms of transferring from football to boxing, are there any culture shocks really that stick out to you in terms of the training that were particularly hard to come to terms with in terms of the routine, the diet, that sort of stuff, or did you find? No, no, too. I mean, like I say, training training has always been a part of my life. I train, I've trained every day as a footballer, so um, with a few changes and, yeah, maybe diet, so to speak. Um, we have to sort of um, look after things a little bit more and watch weight, but it's not a, you know, it's not a be an end or it's something that's a part of my life. 
Okay. Um, that's enough about Leon McKenzie now. So let's talk about Crystal Palace Football Club because what a fantastic run. They're, they're, you know, what, what, what a journey. What's, it's brilliant. It is indeed, Leon, and I can tell from that you still follow the club as a fan. Uh, yeah, do, you get, do you get down here much? I don't. Well, I'd love to get down a, a lot more than I do, but um, I've got five kids, so sometimes I'm juggling and, and I'm, I'm training and then I've got the kids at the weekends and, <laughs> and so on, so sometimes I don't get the time to get down, but I'm always uh, keeping an eye out. Do you, do you um, are you friends with any of the players? Because obviously, you know, we have we have now a player in the similar situation to what you were, although he didn't come through the youth academy here. Jason Punchin is a born and bred Palace fan from the local area. It's it's yeah. almost like your story is being continued. Well, it's uh, well, I know I know Punchin as well. I know Jason. We've known each other for years, um, and he's one of the players that has been a key key player really mm, this absolutely. season. He's come on. He's come on leaps. Um, when you look at the I think key players, you look at like um, him, when you've got Spironi, uh, Delaney, Ward, Ledley, uh, Balassi, they've all played really massive part. Um, and it's uh, it's just nice to see them that they're responding to, to a manager that is um, obviously doing something right and making them tick. Because if you look at Jason Punchin's sort of story, he's always had ability, Jason, always had ability. But, um, yeah, he's just flitted between clubs. But... You know, with a few, with a few managers along the way and sometimes things don't work out mm. um, and you sort of like you know can you sort of lose your way a little bit mm. but um, you know he's found a manager now that believes in him and, and that gives a player confidence you see and then what happens then as a player we want to not only you know play well and play for the team and everything else but we want to do well for that manager so it, it really does uh, bring out the performance 